Welcome to That Story Show, where side-splitting real-life anecdotes steal the stage. In today's episode, we're in for a treat as we welcome the talented comedian Lionel Harris II. Prepare yourself for a healthy dose of middle school drama and brace yourself for Clay's unforgettable tale about how dolphins played a surprising role in the disappearance of his swimsuit. All this and more coming up on this episode of That Story Show. We'll be right back. Hey! This is that story show, people. Hallelujah! Yeah. You're watching! Hey, who's cooking pizza? I turned into a bat. I flew into this tweet. I, <laughs> I left her some guano. <laughs> Hey podcast people, welcome back to That Story Show, episode 450, brought to you the week of September 21st, 2023. I'm your host, my name is James Kennison, and my good friend is here. Hey James, I'm John, everybody knows that, but uh, I gotta tell you something, I accidentally took my cat's medications last night. Oh no. Don't ask me now. <laughs> I hate that joke. <laughs> I won't use it ever again. I'm sorry. Just, thank you. Thank you. That, that is the best thing about your jokes is we only have to hear them once per episode. <laughs> There's actually other people's jokes. Oh. I'm not that creative. Today we have a special guest. His name is Lionel Harris. He is an award-winning filmmaker, comedian. His comedic style is centered around life stories, which is kind of what we do, and observational humor. He's a regular on Dry Bar Comedy. He has a new special, Rent-A-Friend, on drybarcomedy.com. He's done commercials, people. Some of his credits oh. include Steve Harvey's stand-up spotlight, uh, laugh After Dark and comedy festivals around the country. He is going to be in Gloucester, Virginia on September 20th. Yeah, and Waldorf what's MD? Maryland. 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 On October 21st, let's welcome actor, camera operator, cinematographer, comedian, content creator, director, editor, filmmaker, music composer, producer, screenwriter, videographer. His name, yes, ladies and gentlemen, is Lionel Harris. Welcome to the show. Yay. Thank you. Thank you very much. You know, uh, <laughs> that sounds exaggerated, but all those credits actually are true. Yeah. Which makes me think... Makes me think I need a nap, man. I think I'll <laughs> back with you guys yep. to catch up on some, some rest, some shut eye. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm well, tired just to thinking about it. Well, hopefully this show yeah. will be a rest to you. You know, you can just unplug, lay back, and and just enjoy your time with us today. No, I'm Sounds camera like operating right now. <laughs> <laughs> I have. I actually yeah. have. So, yeah, I do know <laughs> you that. You have to I do all that. of those whenever you work for a church in their mm -hmm. media department. So, I <laughs> Except for the comedian part. They don't act, expect that out of you, but... Uh, no, they don't want jokes. They just want their sound to work. Yeah, they do. Yeah, all that stuff. All right, we always start with an opening story. This one's from San... No, no it's from Austin Fraser. About a week ago, me and my family were watching the Titanic movie. Now, before I go on, I need to tell you that the youngest in the family is 10. I'm 13. And then there's a 15, 17, and 8-year-olds. So that was all of us, the whole family, plus uh -oh. my parents. It was right before the inappropriate scene. <laughs> we all <laughs> what, know. Which scene is that? Uh, draw me like one of your French girls. So my mother picked up the remote and tried unsuccessfully to skip it by vigorously pressing the skip button. Unfortunately, the remote stopped working right when, let's just say, the image on the screen was a complete <laughs> shot that was no, definitely no. rated R. <laughs> and that Oops. shot was on the screen for two whole minutes. It could have been a magical moment, except my grandmother oh my. was in the room. <laughs> mm. Austin <laughs> Frazier at homeschool, getting that homeschool education. <laughs> 
Oh, geez. <laughs> now, the only reason why I read that is because my mother had a copy, two VHS tapes of the movie Titanic. Yeah. And when it got had to have two of them. when it got to the naked part, she had recorded over it with whatever was on the TV at the time. And whatever <laughs> was on the TV at the time was TBN, Trinity Broadcasting oh, Network. Goody. And what was on TBN was Sandy Patty singing oh. really loud with one arm raised in the air, just praising Jesus. And so oh, okay. here we are watching the movie together. The camera is crawling up her leg. You're just getting a little bit excited. I'm about to see something I'm not supposed to see. And all of a sudden, Sandy Patty. <laughs> so now I'm all I'm confused. Jesus. I'm 50 years old and I get turned on by Sandy Patty. <laughs> so oh, no. Oh, you didn't. What do you mean? I just, by that. <laughs> I, I like Sandy Patty a lot more than I'm supposed to. <laughs> she's like 90 years old now. But anyway. No, she's not. She's. She's still in her thirties <laughs> forever <laughs> in my mind. She is She's yep. <laughs> that, that big poofy hairdo back in the eighties. Absolutely. Our guest today, of course, is, is our main focus today. I want to, yes. I want to yes. do a, a brief interview if we could, let me ask you this. What got you mm -hmm. into stand up? Well, <clears throat> I started out as a filmmaker as you, <laughs> you lifted yeah. from, from the credit. <laughs> and, uh, I was making comedic films. And we started winning awards. Oh, we did this competition called the Forty Eight Hour Film Festival. Yeah, you have to make a film in forty eight hours where they give you everything on the spot, line of dialogue, character, prop. Oh, they wow. give it to you right there, okay. and you got to make a film in forty eight hours. So we did this, and uh, you know, I was writer and director for it, and you know, we ended up, you know, getting an audience favorite and and doing well. It was like a pattern. I did that, and then I went on to uh, start doing sketch comedy. And I realized I was telling other people, you know, how to be funny, if you will. And I was like, well, maybe I should step out and try it myself. People have been telling me so long, so you know, for so long, hey, man, maybe you should go do it. Maybe you should go do it. But mm, mm. to be honest, I was, I was afraid, man. Yeah. I don't know another way to say it. I was scared. I was scared to do stand-up. took me a long time after I made the decision. To be honest, the first time didn't go so great. Yeah. Uh, so what was so your I first stage? To, well, see, when I really started, like when I really decided to go for it, it went well. Okay. But like just the first time I tried it, it didn't go so well. A friend of mine was a musician. He had produced the album for an artist, asked me to host the party, the album release party. He's mm. like, you're funny, man. You could be an MC. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> in theory. Uh, yeah, I am funny, and uh, I went to host this party, and it was like in a noisy like bar night spot. Mm. I couldn't get anybody's attention, oh. so I died a thousand deaths. So I was like, okay, oh. I'm gonna try it again because you know I'm brave. Well, and, good. Uh, I went, I did it again. I had a friend of mine that wanted me. He was a pastor, and he wanted me to perform at a event his church had. Now, I'm not as sexy as Sandy Patty, so I had to use, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, the gift of gap. Yeah. But again, it, yeah. Was a similar, it was a similar situation. It was like we were in this place with, like, very poor acoustics. Like, the reverb was so loud. You ever have, like, a microphone? Oh, yeah. You hear volume? Yeah. But you can't distinguish what the person's saying? Yeah, like it in a gym like, or something. Yeah. yeah, so it sounded like that. So 
you know, I didn't know any of this all the time, but the whole time I'm up there sweating and everybody's like, we can't hear you. Like, (laughs) and it took all my courage to even get up there and try it again. Yeah. Yeah, it took me two years after that to be like, I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore because my family was there, which makes it worse. You know, Mm. bombing in the privacy of an open mic is one thing, but bombing in front of your friends and family, that's goodness. You know, yeah. So it took me two whole years. But when I did, I was actually working. I was out in L.A. I was inspired by what I was working on. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back and try it again. I went to a club out there in uh, Burbank and tried a mic and did well. Awesome. I was like, okay, let me go again. Burbank. And, and I did. And I did. A, yeah, it's called. Um, it's a popular club out there, too. It's one of the only ones. Why can't I think of the name of it right now? Because <laughs> I uh, asked. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to come to me later. That way. Yeah, I'm going to yell it out, out whenever it happens. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what's going to happen. So I went to a, another mic in West Hollywood with a friend of mine. And then the host was like, hey, you know, like he was trying to get me a date. Like, when are you coming back? And that just put me on a high. I never oh, came down from oh. So that, that was my Sandy Patty. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's, it's forever 30 years old that night. That's right. That's right. It's, it's at least never age. somewhere. <laughs> Whoa. You once said that the most talented people aren't on the highest stages. It's those with no. perseverance. So tell me about mm-hmm. the power of not quitting. I think it's like some kind of law, man. I mean, see, when you get into this kind of thing, and now it's so controversial, I don't want to make the interview weird, but I mean, <laughs> this is where I think, this is where like your core beliefs come into play. Okay, so I do believe in God. I do believe there is a God. You're in good company. And I believe, so I believe that if if you consistently press if you consistently like are attempting to like knock down a door or get into a, a room or, or like eventually something has to happen mm. like mm. something's going to break you know that old drop in the bucket adage eventually is going to overflow uh-huh. it's going to fill up and i believe that's the power of, of perseverance like they say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again but expecting a different result but yeah, i also yeah. think it's the same definition for success Mm, you gotta be a little crazy mm, because uh you gotta you gotta keep going makes sense yeah and expect a different result in in the face of of rejection over and over and comedy is full of rejection goodness yeah i kind of i i kind of have a a heart for wanting to do comedy and i'm terrified Mm -hmm. i'm terrified i can do this all day i can be on a microphone all day Mm -hmm. but i'm not in front of a live audience either you know, I'm not there when yeah. they laugh or when they don't laugh, you know? So I, it's funny. I'm doing an improv class, actually trying to okay. warm myself up to being on a stage in front of people. So anyway, yeah. they, your your message about perseverance hits home. What, John, what were you going to say? Well, I, I think perseverance, isn't that the name of your cologne uh, that you were uh, marketing? You said you have a safe face, and you were talking about uh, oh no no, videos. no no yeah. no no responsibility is the name of my responsibility <laughs> yeah thank God flapper hey, you should that's the name of... is it flappers I think that's the name of the club in Burbank I oh the name of the club oh there we go <laughs> all right yeah, 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 nice yeah, yeah. I'm gonna look okay. it up right now now all the people at home can can breathe easy there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it's uh, responsibility is the name yeah, of the glow. Responsibility, yeah. yeah. yeah perseverance can it. be your, your second line if, if necessary. <laughs> that might it be. It smells like perseverance to me. <laughs> so what would you say is the overall purpose of your comedy? What mo- motivates you to do what you do? 
Man, I do it because I loved it, and I did it, and I continue to do it because I love it. And now I try to have in my mind at this stage after doing it for a while is to keep in my mind that, like, I'm making people forget about their problems mm. for, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, uh, 40, depending on what kind of set I'm doing. But for doing that time, people, if they're connected with me, they're present, they're not thinking, they're not worrying you know what I mean? I'm bringing, yeah. I'm offering something to people. And now everybody's so heavy with an array of things right now. You, you name it, it's on somebody's mind. True. So if I can be the guy that's offering something or an escape that's, you know what I mean, that's, that's positive, then yeah, that's that's why I do it. You know what I'm saying? Now that's me trying to have that intention. Right. I mean, I, I've always enjoyed making people laugh. It was a lot easier when it's like, it's a difference between me walking into a room and making someone laugh, which I've always been confident I can do versus when you're introduced as someone who's mm. supposed to make someone laugh. Right. That's different. Embracing that and doing that for some time. It's like, yeah, you got to You got to have things to motivate yourself uh, to keep going. If I could quit, I would. <laughs> but i can't it's kind of tight right now it's too deep that's awesome yeah. you done done it so much this is all you can do huh is that <laughs> well it's not all but no I mean, you, you know part. you know yeah, matter of fact part. speaking yeah. of all i i know you're working on a podcast tell us a little bit about that okay so you see the shirt i got on it's this joke a day yeah so when i first started in comedy i was what well, a backstory is i actually tried to apply to be a writer on a late night show. Oh, I kept getting. I never. I did. I never got the rejection. Mm. It was like I put my application in in June or July, and I kept calling back, and they was like, "You're still in the running. You're still in the running. You're still in the running." Mm. And then after months, maybe around September, I found out that I didn't get it. Oh. But I thought I was like, "Man, was I close or did they just not review what happened?" You know, I didn't know what it was. Right. But it put a fire under me, and I was like, "You know what? I want to write a joke every day." For a year, and I'm gonna put it online and perform as like then then I won't be able to be ignored. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that was my attitude. Nice. So I did, I did it. Uh, it was a challenge to myself where I performed online a joke every day for a year, just to challenge myself and and see if I could do this. And I called it Joke a Day, and I took that. And I got a lot of respect from comedians in the area even if they didn't even if i wasn't necessarily the cup of tea it's like man no you know that's what i mean work. You, yeah. you, your work ethic is is you know mm. people gave me respect off that so then i used that to start producing shows you know i had some branding things and then recently i realized the state of comedy now you really need to have a following mm -hmm. there's no way around it and i mean people are getting booked who don't know how to do stand up because they have a following mm. Mm. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta, I know it's a crowded space, so I hesitated. I was like, you know, I'm gonna take this Joke a Day thing, this brand, and I'm gonna start the Joke a Day podcast. And basically, what I'm doing is interviewing comics. And then uh, the one thing that we try to do every episode is workshop something live. They have new material that they want to work on. Me and my co hosts will like give them suggestions and we'll riff. And try to like help them get it ready for the stage ah. at the end of the event, and that's that's basically the premise of the show. That sounds amazing. And when when will that get started? Or I'm sure it's in the works, but when will uh... it's? An, I'm hoping to release uh, before Christmas. Okay, 
If I'm trying to, nice. what I'm doing, okay, so look, I know that's, that's I'm like, nobody's going to care after, <laughs> you know, a couple of weeks. But here's the thing. What I'm trying to do is uh, record the entire season before oh, okay. I start releasing. Okay. And I'm halfway through the season now. Okay. So I made it halfway. Okay. So I know I have episodes, but I don't want to start releasing them until I know I can almost automate the release process. So people know they're going to get an episode every week for at least eight to 10 weeks. No, there's, you know w- I mean? there's wisdom in that. Yeah. Yeah. Something to look forward to. You might just have to come back on around Christmas time <laughs> and promote that podcast. Well, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping next month, honestly. Oh, really? I, that's why I, yeah. I'm hoping next month, but I'm just saying that the, you know, under promise over delivers. Right. So right. Before Christmas. <laughs> I, I want to listen to that show. I don't know about John, but yeah. that sounds like my kind I'll of show. It. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you. No, Thank you. I'll be looking forward to that. What are some of your best memories from your journey as a comedian? Best memories? Well, like I said, when I started, that's really one of my favorites just because I had needed that high because mm. there's so many ups and downs in comedy. Like you need something to hold on to to anchor you, to keep you from quitting. Uh, early on, I, I've seen a lot of people start and stop. And honestly, I haven't even been doing it that long by a lot of standards of like people who are really, you know, comedy vets. Mm. For me, it's been seven years this year. Most other people I've watched the interview say it takes 10 to be great. You know what I mean? Mm. So yeah. I don't know. I got three more to go. But <laughs> but I mean, so far, <laughs> I still in this amount of time, I've seen people start and stop. So that would be one. Another one would be, yes, persistence, perseverance, <laughs> the new cologne. Uh, <laughs> but I can say I got a recent one is um, I headlined at home for the first time. I hadn't done that. Huh. And it was, uh, and my dad got to be oh. there, and he came on the night that I did well, because Friday night <laughs> was, eh, but Saturday was like it was explosive, and I mean, I felt really good about it, and he was there that night. That's I was like, nice. thank God, <clears throat> he didn't have to see me again, because then I'd have to quit for another two years. <laughs> 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 I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. But yeah, so oh, that's that's dad. Yeah, that was that was that would have been you know terrible. But just doing good in front of your friends and family is added pressure because I I kind of like famously refuse to perform at family functions. Mm. Like I don't want to I don't want to bomb in front of aunties. No, you know what I mean? No, <laughs> that's not where it's at. Man. Gotta hang it up after that. Your family doesn't yeah, well, find you funny then. <laughs> exactly, it's like you're too familiar. So it's like what yeah. I do in a normal club or a show. They're gonna be like. Well, didn't uh, didn't like Jesus say something about that where a prophet gets no respect in his own home? You know, like I said, right. I just said I had life for the first time in my home. Oh, oh. that was that was this month. So, oh wow, yeah, being on the road and doing it, and then you know can't get it at home. It was like it was tough. Oh. but you know, like I I gotta understand like the journey. Everybody's journey and process is different, man. So, you know, as long as I'm getting. I am getting recognition and, you know, I am getting dates and people are recognizing the talent, but it is hard for those people that are right in front of you uh, mm. sometimes to see it. So be it, but I'll get it. I'll go where, where it takes me. That's great. You know, that's great. That perseverance. There it is. There it yeah. is. So you said it's hard for your kids to be a child of a comedian. Yes. Uh, I was listening to your stuff. So, uh, <laughs> Why is it why is it yeah. so difficult for your kids to be the well, child of a I can comedian? tell you that that I'm thinking of rewriting that joke. And the original joke 
I said my told the story of my daughter telling me this knock knock joke, and I was like, <laughs> she immediately got in trouble. I was like, what? <laughs> Go to your room. <laughs> You disgust me. Uh, <laughs> but now that joke is changing because, like, my kids, like the in, like them knowing what's appropriate and inappropriate, I think, is kind of gray area mm. on certain things. Because my son told me he was like smacking himself trying to make kids laugh at school. <laughs> like we found, I was like, why That's are you sick. doing that? Like, why are you hurting yourself? So my wife and I was like, you don't do that. Don't hurt because he's very young. So mm. we were like, don't do that. Don't hurt yourself or whatever. Don't do that. And my and my daughter came in and she was like, did it work? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you got the laugh, then, you know. I was like, no, that's Please. not the lesson. That's not the lesson we're teaching. It worked for the three stooges. <laughs> right. for him. I was like, Fred fall. Come on, dad. Gosh. You know. I was like, nah, no, See, that's not it. Now I'm scared yeah, that I, I was that kid growing up. You know, I would say whatever. I needed to say, even if it hurt people's feelings, John will tell you, uh, I've known John since back in the day yeah, and he had school. to go to his mom and talk to her about my humor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why is she saying mean things to me? <laughs> right. Is that why you're doing the clean show? Cause it's yeah. like your, your reform. I have a dark side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's your work release program. You're doing right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, re I'm trying to redeem what 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 God gave me for good, I use for evil. You know. <laughs> no, it was probably just a, like I think a lot of people start out that way. I mean, for me, it was a defense mechanism when I was a kid. Mm. So I mean, if, if I, you know, that was the way I defended myself. So yeah, it was very mean spirited when I was younger. I mean, I probably had the same kind of thing. But I had a kid come back to me. It kind of messed with me a little bit because it took like humility even at that age for him to do that because you know i grew up in the toxic masculinity of the 90s so, <laughs> so for him to come back to me and he was like hey man i just want to know what did i ever do to deserve oh, that oh i was like oh i'm a monster and, uh, I, like, so I don't Not really for do another like, two years right i don't really do roast right um, famously right. and um i've done a couple i did one recently but i've only done two in my career one was imaginary it was imaginary characters and the other one uh, a friend of mine was moving i went to him before i did i was like is this gonna make you happy if i do this because i don't want to do this and he was like yeah he wanted to do it <laughs> so i kind of limited the jokes only to his material uh, i didn't really go for him right, specifically him personally i, I yeah. just joked about the things he joked about that's which good. in some levels hurt worse. Yeah, I was about to say, aren't don't we men judge ourselves by by our by our efforts and what we put out, you know? So yeah, yeah I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna gut what you think is important about yourself. So Yeah, I'm gonna destroy that which you hold dear. <laughs> just crap on his My wife goal. for an hour. I think that would be better than, than that. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, we're going to take a brief moment and hear a word from our sponsors. And then we're going to hear a uh, we got a, a guest featured story. We'll be right back after this. All right, we're back. Sorry about that. Got to pay the bills. Uh, Mr. Harris. Yes, sir. We are a storytelling podcast and we mm -hmm. love to hear great stories. I know stories yes. is a, a big part of what you do. So take it away. Tell us a tell us a funny life story. Okay, so 
I'm going to tell you guys a story about the time when I realized that my jokes could predict the future. Oh. Yeah. It was a weird uh, experience that I had, but it was a period in my comedy, probably in a period where I was on the fence, like whether or not I wanted to continue. And I had a friend of mine book me for this show. And I'm not going to lie, I was in a bad place. I was kind of like, you know, melancholy, if you will. I wasn't my best. And I had to close out this show. And I didn't really know what I was going to say. Mm. I had been there just kind of nervous, waiting for my turn. And when it was my turn to, you know, go to the stage, I freestyled my entire act. I don't know where this came from. Oh. I started doing stuff I'd never done before. Wow. <laughs> I don't, I, I'm, I'm faint. When I first started, I stood flat-footed and just told jokes. I didn't do act-outs. I didn't do anything. I literally just told jokes. And, like, as my career has grown, I, I'm starting to use the other tools in my toolkit. And this night, I was using everything. I was on fire. Oh. And it was a good feeling. <laughs> but this guy in the front row caught my eye. So I started doing some crowd work. And I, and I talked to this guy. And I say, hey, has anybody ever told you that you look like an excellent cocaine salesman. (laughs) (laughs) Or or a cool teacher who would be an excellent cocaine salesman. (laughs) Were you thinking Breaking Bad kind of uh, scenario? No, we had, I don't even think it was, well, I don't know if, uh, what was he cooking meth at that time? I'm trying to figure the, yeah, he he had been out by then, but I hadn't Uh, seen the show yet. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm going into this guy. I called him Mr. Gutierrez. I didn't know what his name was. And I was like, oh, the kids want to take his class because he's giving out free samples because, you know, the first one's always free. Oh, yeah. So I go on and on. Crowd eats it up. I destroy. Have a good night. So my friend, he does. He had been doing shows at this place regularly. And I know, man, weeks go by, no shows. So I call my friend. I said, hey, what's going on with the venue? And he said, no, man, no more shows. And I was like, why? And he's like, do you remember that guy, Mr. Gutierrez? And I said, yeah. Oh, no. And he said, well, apparently the guy was really a criminal. (laughs) Oh. And he was was laundering money from the people that owned the venue and stole millions of dollars. (laughs) So it was like I had the wrong crime. Right. But. (laughs) <laughs> but I, but it was something about the guy that caught my eye. So he remembered it, and I sent it to the pilot. That was the newspaper here. They wrote the article about this whole thing. It was a real thing. It made oh, the news. Wow. So I was just, I was just laughing because I was like, oh, that's a random occurrence. Right. But then I noticed that similar things started happening in shows after that. Oh, man. So now I'm nervous. I'm like, why am I reading people's mail when I'm up there doing crowd work? <laughs> it's because I just, God. You know, see, and then that's where everybody goes. See, that's you got that discernment. You got discernment, <laughs> brother. <laughs> gift I want. Right. That's like, you know, can I re-gift this? You know what I mean? Yeah, so one right. of my aunties, you know, laugh at me or something. But, <laughs> man, 
Yeah, it kept happening because uh, this is a clean uh, podcast. I won't share with other <laughs> stories, but just know that this kind of thing kept happening over and over. No. And then I, like for a while, I was I was afraid to do any type of interaction with the crowd because I was like, everything was true, and it was like oh, freaking man. me out. You're so yeah, that's, that's that's my story. There are there are criminals in jail. And pedophiles off the streets because of Lionel Harris. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. He's the joke prophet. Yes. <laughs> you got a new title now. Don't don't go to his show if you've got a history. If you've got secrets, he is gonna yeah, he's gonna call a, you out. I've told this story in one of my uh, YouTube videos that I said, you know, if you look like an excellent cocaine salesman, don't sit in the front row. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> go go to the back. You know what I mean? Don't come up close. <laughs> that was my origin now. story. Sure. Yeah, I got to know where a cocaine salesman shops now. You know, what makes you look like a cocaine salesman? I guess the, how much pomade you <laughs> use in your It's hair? really a vibe. It's really a okay. vibe. You know what I mean? It's that, it's that unknown factor. It's that X factor. Okay. I can't really say mm. it's a clothing thing. Right. It's more of a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> that's great yeah he had he had a white horse vibe that's what it was <laughs> <laughs> Bless like God. somebody has an extra six figures in their pocket right now from a cocaine deal. <laughs> you need to give 10 percent of that to the lord and turn yourself that's in right. that's right that's, that's right, right. In a sample. <laughs> in a sample. <laughs> oh man! Well, thanks for sharing with us. That's amazing, and thank you for being on the show. I want to tell people where they can find you. Obviously, LionelHarris.com is your website. Yes. Um, yes. You can listen to Lionel Live Volume One on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube Music. I verified that today because I'm a YouTube music guy. Um, okay. And then his web, his YouTube is youtube.com slash Lionel Harris. His Facebook is at lionelharris.com. So just type it out one word, lionelharris.com. And his Instagram is at Jokaday Podcast. And be on the lookout next month or maybe Christmas for his podcast <laughs> as well. That's it's right. a gift in the making. And then get on That's and right. check out his, uh, his, his new show. Uh, rent a friend on dry bar comedy dry bar is a great place for people that like clean comedy that's actually funny that, that's where i hunt for guests for the show is find people who can work clean and still be hilarious because right. usually it, they don't go together very well like yeah that's unfortunate that it that's is. the reputation you yeah. know what i mean yeah but Challenging so gift. there are people that pull it off and and <laughs> mr harris is one of them so i I suggest you go check him out, uh, do a deep dive on on internet, and yes. find out if he's really a cocaine fiend. Uh, we don't know if, if he's. <laughs> I am not. He, he's looking These for just jokes. He's looking for dealers. That's what it is. That's why he's like nope. every show. He's like, Mister mm -hmm. Gutierrez, are you here? <laughs> mm -mm. Nope. Patriot Act's not going to get me in trouble. No sir. <laughs> thank you I so much for. Endorse. So thank you so okay. much for being on the show. I appreciate you. Yes. All right. Thank you guys for having me, man. It was a blast. All man. right. Appreciate it. Wasn't he great? Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. He's definitely the kind of guy you could kick back with and and uh, just chill and watch for a Titanic. While. Yeah. Watch Titanic. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man. Are you gonna have to edit any of that out? No. <laughs> nope. Nope. I didn't edit in nothing. Nothing. Hey, uh, <laughs> let's do some listener stories.
All right, our first was middle school drama. Um, uh, um, uh, move out of the way, stupid. I, I tell you, I get a lot of this every week. So I did. I went in and dug out a bunch. So here we go. Hello, James and John. I am Jackson. I have this weird skill where I take staples out of jamming the stapler. Though today it backfired on me. I remembered that my sister had a small purple stapler, and I was curious enough to ask her if I could see if it was jammed. I opened it up, and to my disappointment, it was perfectly placed in there. While I tried to close it, I didn't notice that I actually was setting it up to shoot out a stapler, and it completely went oh. straight through my pointer fingers. Mm, okay. Fingers. I, I'm it, sure it was an accident. It, it wasn't even the worst part, for it stuck out of the other end of my finger. Ah. I oh. was... In shock, as I noticed that the impaling stapler was sticking my fingers together, it bled a little, but it's still to the moment I am typing this, I can see the staple hole through my nail and out, the, out the other way. I hope you liked my gross story, and I hope it makes it on the show. Jackson. James, at your school when you were younger, yeah, was it the thing to do to accidentally, quote unquote, staple your fingers so that you could go home. Oh, no. No? Uh -uh. Man, when I was growing up, that was like what people talked. Now, I went to a small Christian school, so they only talked about doing it because they heard about kids doing it in the public school. But yeah, that was the thing. They would have huh. accidentally staple their finger so that they could go home. Wow. My mom they would whoop have. my behind. <laughs> Why'd you staple your finger for? Yeah. Are you <laughs> stupid? <laughs> um, it was an accident. It slipped. Yeah, this yeah. is the third time this week I've had to take off work. It's you and that was, stupid stapler. I was helping the teacher, I swear. Is your teacher <laughs> stupid too? What's the deal? Anyway, oh, wow. Nanya says, for the record, I am using my mom's email. Don't get us mixed up. <laughs> okay. Yep. One day I was at my dear grandmother's house with two of my friends. We were outside on her trampoline. Grandma has a trampoline. We oh. dared ourselves to be awkward. We started dancing like cheerleaders while we <laughs> singing Save Big Money at Menards <laughs> in front of cars that drove by. <laughs> One of us was a boy. <gasps> that was very funny. Hope it makes it on the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You got the Menards joke in there. That's always yeah. funny. Yeah. Save Big Money at Menards. We this, dared ourselves to be awkward, though. That, yeah. I mean, is that much of a dare when you're in middle, middle school? Middle school? Yeah. That's, that's, let's be awkward for a while. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm 12, you know, I'm 13. I'm not awkward. I'm still trying to get out of that phase. Oh. Okay, we, we got more. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> this just is keeps going. From Karina. One time I was trying to call someone. I think it was my dad. I was very young, and I dialed the wrong number. They answered. Either they were lecturing me or they were spanking their child. I could not tell. <laughs> you gotta figure that out before college you know are they lecturing yeah. me or are they beating the crap out of me i don't know uh, <laughs> being the four-year-old that i was i awkwardly said dad <laughs> oh. my mom overheard the lectures from over the phone that sounded like someone angrily whacking the heck out of their child she rushed in and hung up hope it makes it <laughs> okay you get oh my goodness oh the stuff we remember from childhood. This is from Shuki. Oh. 
I'm longtime listener. I have a story worth telling. I live in Moscow, Idaho, where there is a lot of crazy people. Anyway, me and my sister after church were in a parking lot. There were some Latter-day Saints missionaries who had been trying to spread the word after... Many car doors slammed in their face. The two walked away, and one guy started to scratch his butt. His butt! (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't say scratch. It says starch. Oh. (laughs) He started to starch his butt. His butt! It's got some wrinkles in it. (laughs) I need to get those wrinkles out. I can starch my butt. Got to get this worked out. (laughs) Love middle school drama, man. It's just. Oh, man. Some of it is so dry that I can't even read it in this segment. I mean, it's just so basic. It'll be like one sentence. Like one time I fell over and my mom said, why? Hope it makes it on the show. Mm. <laughs> like, that was that was some very rich stuff that we just had there. Yeah. Yeah. Very rich middle school stuff. It's good in it's a good in in helpings and serving sizes, you know, like like a TV dinner where each little bit, you know, you eat it a little at a time. So, but when it's filling up your inbox, it's a little overwhelming. Yeah. You got to, you got to make a meal out of it. Mm. Well, hit us a story, John. This is the messy mix up. My wife and I have three daughters who all played soccer during their childhood. And one day while we were watching the world cup final, Lionel Messi was on the field. My wife turned to me and asked how old he was, to which I replied that I didn't know. She wanted to mention that she remembered some of our daughter's teammates having soccer balls with his name on them. However, <laughs> come on, okay. come on, I gave it However, to you. What she, yeah, thank you, thank you so much. I'm, I'm blushing. However, what she actually said was, "I remember." <laughs> do you need me to do it? Yeah, no, I can do it. What she said was, I remember some of their teammates with messy balls. <laughs> we both burst into laughter and re- after recovering, we headed to church because that's <laughs> apparently where we needed to go. We needed to, we needed to repent immediately. Pat Dyche, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. I always give the good ones to John. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh. I'm sorry I couldn't make it through it. It was, it was, it was a lot of work. It's all right. Uh, we got one more. Clay. Kaiser? Kaiser? Kaiser. I'm going to say Kaiser. Uh, Dolphin drama. Hey, James and John, my name is Clay. That story show in Red School Bus have become road trip staples for our family. Awesome. Good to hear. Love that. This story takes place when I was about 10 years old in a family vacation with my parents and older sister. This vacation was particularly special because we went to the Bahamas. Very nice. We had been looking forward to this trip for a long time. They were especially excited because we heard that close to our hotel was a place that you could swim and pet dolphins. Dolphins were my sister's favorite animal. And though I wasn't quite as excited as her, I was still pretty stoked and a little nervous to be in the water with these cool creatures. Mm. On our first day of the trip, I made a devastating discovery. I had forgotten my swimsuit. (gasps) Yeah, a trip to Bahamas, no swimsuit. My dad had brought an extra suit for himself, and luckily, or unluckily for me, I was a very heavy 10-year-old. So even though it was a bit big, his extra suit would get the job done. Or so I thought. Dun, dun, dun! (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. 
When the day came to swim with the dolphins, I put on my dad's suit and sat through the excessively long safety briefing. And at the end, they gave us instructions for the dolphin ride, quote unquote, where two uh-huh. dolphins would swim up behind, put their noses on our feet and push us through the water. Our bodies would come up out of the water and we would put our hands up in the air like you see sometimes in movies and they would snap pictures of everybody as souvenirs. John is about to die. <laughs> I'm just I'm just picturing SeaWorld because you know as a kid you used to go there and yeah. they would do this trick all the time at SeaWorld. Yeah. I, I can't but wait to see what the had, payoff they is. They had skin of this suits story. on though, you know? They Yeah. <laughs> the entire experience. I mean they keep going fast. <laughs> the entire experience was incredible. Until it was my turn to ride the dolphins. (laughs) (laughs) Still incredible. I was last to go and I lightened (laughs) my swim trunks. I tightened my (laughs) swim trunks as best I could. Lighten them. I lightened them because I knew who was was peeing in the corner. I'm glad Clay is last for this. (laughs) I was treading water on my belly and I heard the trainer blow their little dolphin whistle, and I felt the dolphin snouts hit my feet with more force than I had expected. I followed the instructions, and I put my hands up over my head, and as the dolphins pushed me through the water, my oversized swim trucks decided they were going to stay behind. (laughs) And dolphins didn't stop. (laughs) Even though he had the kids' trunks over his face. I was riding them with my entire body out of the water. (laughs) <laughs> trunks around my ankles and hands in the air <laughs> picture snapping when the ride was over i struggled to get my pants back on and return to the group i was mortified and everybody was laughing hysterically like john yeah <laughs> oh, poor clay as we were leaving they had everyone's picture displayed on the big screen where you could purchase prints of you riding a dolphin <laughs> and there was a sheet of paper taped over the corner of the screen where my picture was. <laughs> You'll never get to remember that experience with a picture. Nobody's going to buy that photo. They just said, oh, we can't put just this. Is, get some paper. This is illegal. <laughs> Oh, it still Why makes. Why did they even bother? It still makes me cringe thinking about it. Anyway, hope oh. it makes it on the show. Of course, it made it on the show. Are you crazy? This is the best story ever. <laughs> oh my goodness, <laughs> poor thing. I, I'm so glad. I'm so glad Clay had the bravery to share that. Is <laughs> all I can picture is is those moments when I'm watching. You know, the SeaWorld shows where they have the dolphins or where Shamu is pushing the, the person through the water and they're way up in the air. Oh, man. yeah. <laughs> and so, and no Complete exposure. Just no <laughs> no hope of getting anything fixed. Oh. Just, just, you know, Poor 10 play. solid seconds of just being up there on those dolphins, you know. <laughs> oh, it lasted eternity when your pants are down by your feet. It's the worst. I mean, you have... All sorts of time to contemplate your life. <laughs> what led me to this moment? Oh, poor Clay. And he and his mama paid probably $200 a person for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can't even get a picture. Can't even get a picture. Can't even get a picture. Good thing he was in a different country, though, because, you know, he didn't know anybody there. Yeah, it's true. What, what happens in the Bahamas stays in the Bahamas until it happens on that story show. So, yeah. We got a couple of announcements. Hats are available on Etsy.com uh, slash NLCast. Just sold one today. Got it out in the mail. 
We get them out quick. They're awesome. 100% cotton, awesome. dad caps, pre-curved visor, pre-washed. They have a nice texture to them. Big embroidered logo on the front. That story show. Uh, pick yours up today for only $20. Subscribe to mm-hmm. That Story Show's YouTube channel. If you haven't yet, we're doing two shorts a week. And I just posted a channel video that I'd love for you to check out that helps you to know how to subscribe to the podcast. So go check it out. Also, our theme show. The next one is called Canada Stories. Our next theme show. Only Canada Stories. All Canada, all the time. So if you are from Canada, we want to hear from you. Or if you have a Canada story, we want you to send it in. Uh, Just visit thatstory.show. Click submit a story and you are good to go. You can also call them in at, uh, yeah, we'll we'll get there. I don't know the number right off the top of my head. This podcast is possible because of our members who support us, even though they don't have to. So get your show perks like ad-free listening, swag, and weekly bonus podcasts at patreon.com slash that story show. I had a, uh, a patron actually call it that story show premium. That's what he thinks of it as because he's enjoying his perks so much. Special thanks to our producers, James Spangler, Carrie Wright, and Christopher Tynan. We have got to get out of here. Surely you have a funny life story and you want to hear it read on the show. You got to send it in, though. Submit your story at thatstory.show, or you can call it in toll-free, 833-55-STORY. And while you're there, join our mailing list. Uh, We got Instagram, we got Facebook, we got all the stuff. And remember, hilarious stories, we all got one, so you need to share yours on that story show. We'll see you guys next week. Goodbye, John. (laughs) Bye, James. Bye, everybody. We'll see you guys later. Hmm. Hmm. There's got to be a song. (laughs) Okay, now you said it. Now I can't. I can't perform, all right? And where'd my pants go? (laughs) Here we go. All right, all right. Well... I'm just a dolphin doing what I've been trained to do. I just push some feet and push them all the way through this little pool after they've gone through the safety requirements. I didn't know this kid was gonna get so excited. His dress suit came down. We pushed him up and there was no one but him with a frown because everybody else was laughing and cheering. That poor kid was up there like, uh, I don't know. Nothing's coming to my mind. <laughs> it's, it's hard to compete with that story alone. It is. It is. Don't ride. Cheering. <laughs> Nothing runs with cheering. Orange.